Well, well, well. <laughs> Look who got themselves sued for trademark infringement. It's our friend Rachel Hollis. <laughs> if you've been around the podcast for a while, you know how much I enjoy chatting about the adventures of our friend, Miss <laughs> Hollis. So let's get into the tea on this because it's been a really heavy few months and a good legal tea sesh is exactly what we need. And this lawsuit does not disappoint because the attorney that filed it definitely dishes some tea. So let's just jump right into this because there's a lot to talk about in this trademark lawsuit. And it's just, it's really just fun to spill some legal tea. <laughs> so let's get into it. Hey there, this is Get Legit Law and Shit. And I'm Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer for online business. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years and I'm a former prosecutor. So yeah, I know some shit. And we're going to talk about the legal shit you need to know. But don't worry, this is not another boring business podcast. So let's get started. Yep. We knew this was coming, right? We knew at some point someone was going to have enough of Rachel Hollis's nonsense and just sue her company for some kind of something. It was either going to be for the plagiarism or for copyright infringement or just for shitty advice or for, you know, taking money to teach marriage seminars, essentially marriage counseling, you know, but without a license, while her own marriage was falling apart behind the scenes and using her own marriage, as it appeared on social media, as the marketing for these types of seminars. And you know that that bugs the crap out of me. I talked about it in numerous videos. I've talked about it on Instagram. If you don't follow me on the Instagram or on the YouTube, you can go watch those videos at the Emily D. Baker. I'll also list all the videos where I talk about this down in the comments. Not in the comments. We're not on YouTube. I mean, we're part on YouTube <laughs> because the podcast now has a YouTube version. So if you want to watch me record the podcast, you can do that on YouTube at the Emily D. Baker link in the comments. We're pushing towards 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you're not over there and you are on YouTube and you feel like throwing your girl a subscribe, it would be amazing and I'd appreciate it. So down in the show notes, or if you're on YouTube in the comments, I will link all of the things. I also talk about this in episode 45, Rage Over Rachel Hollis's new book about the didn't see that coming. <laughs> or did we? We saw this lawsuit coming. I've talked about this. I thought it was going to be in the way of the, the false advertising. And I still don't think there isn't somebody petty like me over at the FTC going, no, there is a false advertising component to a lot of the shit that Rachel Hollis does. And they're like, I, I, I just, spidey sense. I feel like they're tuned into this and they're watching. And if you're not, and you know someone at the FTC, <laughs> turn them on to this topic so I have to give a shout out to Savvy Writes Books over on YouTube because her video about this is the first I saw of this trademark lawsuit, and she did a very thorough video. I will also link it for you 
breaking down this lawsuit, there is some more tea that I found, but also your girl's been an attorney for over 15 years. So when I dig into stuff, I dig into it in a different way um, than I think a lot of people would. Her breakdown of this is awesome. She also has videos reading Rachel Hollis's book, so you don't have to. She is a writer, so she points out all the the writer juicy tidbits, as well as the plagiarism, because <laughs> <laughs> it's there and it's something we have to talk about. So if you're like, Emily, I'm kind of new. Who's Rachel Hollis? Rachel Hollis is a douchey influencer who has a couple of New York Times bestselling books and pedals watered down self-help advice that I don't find to be very helpful. Normally, when you come to the podcast, I give you the neutral breakdown of the facts. I have a very hard time being neutral when it comes to Rachel Hollis because I do not like the way that she inauthentically markets herself as fakely authentic. I don't like the fact that she will give rampant self-help advice with no qualifications to do so. I don't like that she has made a ton of money speaking on MLM stages and then in her new book turns around and slams multi-level marketing and MLMs. I don't like a lot of things here. So for me, I'm just going to come out and say in this one, I'm kind of like, well, (laughs) you reap what you sow, friend. If you blatantly rip people off, eventually someone is going to be tired of it. And this keeps coming up. This this isn't new that she's ripping off other people's shit. You can't just use whatever you want and do whatever you want and say whatever you want. There are consequences to behavior. And and it, I think that's what frustrates me so much is that there is no personal responsibility here. No personal responsibility for the fact that a lot of her advice is damaging. No personal responsibility for the fact that she just blatantly plagiarizes shit. And we'll get into that because this lawsuit lays it out. Girl, it lays it out and I live. But there's just no responsibility here for the crap that she puts out into the online space. I work with online businesses. I work with people who would be considered influencers and they are fantastic she is not. She is not what's good about the influencer space. She is not what's good about the online course creating, content creating space. She is what is problematic with the space. And she's what's problematic with the space. And I don't like it because it's inauthentic. And I feel like her audience deserves better. And why She still has an audience at this point. I don't know. But 1.8 million people follow her on Instagram, and that gives her enough influence to have New York Times bestselling books, even though they are just watered down regurgitations of the exact same thing that the other books said. Her books aside, there is a moment from April of 2020 that I wanted to point out because it goes to this whole lawsuit and what I find to be so problematic. She posted on social media, on her Instagram and Twitter, a quote, still dot, 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 I rise. And people immediately called her out because it is the name of a very famous Maya Angelou poem. And this was right after Rachel Hollis got into a ton of trouble for being very insensitive 
as the Black Lives Matter movement was kind of taking to social media and Rachel Hollis got called out for not being inclusive, for not being very diverse, and for a lot of other stuff. If you want to see how she got called out, just Google. (laughs) Google it. There are YouTube videos of it. That's not the point of today's comment. And then after that happened, she promptly announced her divorce from Dave Hollis, which caught a lot of people off guard because, as I said, she was selling these marriage weekends where it's like, we have this super rock solid marriage, so we're going to teach you how to be married. Look, my husband and I have been together for 22 years. We have been married for 18 of those years. You don't see me running around teaching marriage counseling. You know why? Because we figured it out in the way that works for us, but I'm not qualified to tell anyone else how to do that. I will say that sometimes having a separate bathroom is magical. And if you can figure out a way to stop your partner from snoring, it's even more magical. And I could actually help you figure out how to stop snoring because my husband is a sleep doctor. See, there's training there. So we can help with that. And I can say as a spouse, it makes your life a lot better when the other person that you're sleeping next to is not snoring all the time. That's the end of my advice. (laughs) Like seriously, I am not... Just because we've been married does not make us qualified to teach other people how to be married. Ah, just for fuck's sake with this. So she posts, still I rise. Everyone on social media, not everyone, percentage of people on social media who know Maya Angelou went, um, bitch, please. This is not, these are not your words. And she always posts them as if they are her own, as if she got up in the morning and went, yes. Still, I rise. I've plagiarized other shit. I have lied to people in my marketing, and I am still a New York Times bestseller. (laughs) That's how I picture it in my head happening. So she got called out and then posts an apology. And I'm I'm gonna read you this apology because it is exactly everything wrong with Rachel Hollis and why. I enjoy spilling the legal tea on this lawsuit because you know what? <laughs> you get what you get. This is the apology. And I'm, I'm going to link it because I went back and found it. So I'm linking it for you. This morning, I found out my social media team posted a graphic on my Instagram yesterday that said, still, I rise. So it took her a whole day because she wasn't on her socials, right? I, I don't run my own social media. I'm here. I'm, I'm here for you, my audience, <laughs> except when it comes to actually being here because I'm not here. My team runs my social media. That aside, that aside, she then says, that is obviously an immortal line from a Maya Angelou poem. It's actually also the title of the poem, but I digress. Only no credit was given to her. I immediately deleted the post, but I want to make sure and publicly apologize. Um, maybe don't delete the post. Maybe give credit where credit is due and get into your comments and deal with all the people who are like, are you kidding me right now, Rachel Hollis? But again, I digress. She continues, while I didn't create or post the graphic, I am the leader of the team that did. And so I accept full responsibility for their actions. I can't imagine how deeply hurtful it is to the African-American community to see the words of your heroes used without credit. This has happened to you far too often, and I hate, dash, 
I literally hate, in all caps, dash, that anything produced by my company added to your pain. Like, I just digress, but your own actions added to everybody's pain because because you got completely called out for having no diversity within your, you know, works within your podcast guests and and in your spaces online. But that is a whole nother aside, which is why I said, go look, because she got called out for this like a month before she posted this quote. Don't you think a social media team would be sensitive to that? I mean, I can't imagine that they wouldn't because you're getting called on the carpet for being insensitive and not inclusive and all of the rest of it. And then you post a Maya Angelou quote without attribution at all. And I don't think anyone would have blamed you if you said, this morning I woke up and I had a Maya Angelou quote stuck in my head and I just, this, it encapsulates the season I'm going through right now. Maybe then people would be like, okay, I digress. I'm not done with her apology. I'm not done with this apology. It continues. I heard once that the only real apology was when where you don't make an excuse, and so I won't. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. The entire fucking thing up to this point has been an excuse. The whole excuse was, I'm sorry. This morning, I found out that my social media team posted a graphic on my Instagram. While I didn't create or post the graphic, I am the leader of the team. Excuse, excuse, excuse. She goes on. I am deeply sorry. I understand that this post without credit is not a little thing to you. This is death by a thousand cuts. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It's now a death by a thousand cuts. This is the millionth type of incident like this you've experienced. This is not okay. I apologize sincerely we will do better. Except for all of the other shit that we've plagiarized and the shit that we've continued to plagiarize. Go see my Instagram video where I talk about her plagiarizing <laughs> direct quotes and examples from the book um, Atomic Habits because she ripped off an entire Instagram post from Atomic Habits and didn't credit the author at all. The examples from the fucking book on her Instagram as if one morning she woke up and went, Habit stacking is the way to live your life. No, there's a book about it. <laughs> God. So this type of behavior is coming up in this lawsuit to prove that she is willfully, willfully violating the trademark made for more. So here's what happened. There is a company in Southern California, Monaco Group Inc., which is DBA, um, Mana for Life. And Mana, the Mana company <laughs> uses Made for More. It is the title of the woman behind this company's book that came out in 2015. But if you're familiar with Rachel Hollis at all, you know that she released a movie titled Made for More in sometime in 2018. Now, the titles themselves aren't the thing because you can have multiple things titled the same way. But Monaco Group Inc. filed for the Made for More trademark 
on June 14th, 2018, stating that their company's first in use was October 19, 2015. And then they put all the evidence in there because they got the book (laughs) made for more and group coaching and all this, the other self-help stuff, like all the self-helpy things under made for more. But then Rachel Hollis and Hollis Co. filed for the trademark on June 21st, 2018, citing their first use January 1st, 2018. It doesn't matter that their first use was January 1st, 2018, even though this lawsuit alleges that it wasn't because Monaco's Monaco, like KO group, their first use was in 2015 when the book titled Made for More came out. So the Made for More trademark is owned by the company suing Hollis Company in the category of books and self-help and then category 16 and then category 41, education and entertainment. And category 41 is where you'll put a lot of the types of things that online business owners do When Hollis Company filed for this trademark, they filed in category 25 for apparel, category 41, that same category where all the online things kind of live, and category 14, jewelry and pens. Now, again, this is not legal advice. (laughs) This this is a breakdown of legal tea. I'm not telling you how to file a trademark here. More goes into it, but I digress. So in the lawsuit, it is alleged, I mean, it's alleged, it's stated that Monaco Inc. sent a cease and desist in January 2019, and it was completely ignored by Hollis Company. So then they lay out the argument for intentional and willful use of the made-for-more mark, which is registered to them and not, in fact, to Hollis Company, saying in the lawsuit, quote, Defendants intentionally, willfully, and knowingly adopted the made-for-more mark, which is confusingly similar to Mana's Mana for Life's made-for-more mark, and did so with knowledge and total disregard for Mana for Life's prior trademark rights. On information and belief, at least the following evidence of willfulness exists, including what many third parties have documented as history of plagiarism and copying without attribution copies of exemplative third-party articles on the topic being attached. And then this suit lays out a whole bunch of examples of some classic Hollis plagiarism. The first one being Girl Stop Apologizing and Hey Ladies Stop Apologizing. Hey Ladies, Stop Apologizing is a book that came out two years prior to Rachel Hollis's New York Times bestseller, Girl, Stop Apologizing. But the cover art is similar. The way it's written out is similar. I have not read the two books to compare and contrast, but the cover art is similar. And the way apologizing is written is very similar. And a number of people on the interwebs have pointed out that there are striking similarities between the two. Then it goes on (laughs) to point out that Rachel Hollis had a quote saying, sorry, we're 500 hours late, but my toddler insists on buckling his car seat by himself now. 
But they also point out that this came exactly from someone else's Instagram. And then they continue to go on with other examples, including the Jim Rohn quote, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse, which is a 2014 quote and a fairly well-known Jim Rohn quote, but it doesn't stop Rachel Hollis from putting up when you really want something, you'll find a way. When you don't really want something, you'll find an excuse. And in this example, she actually puts Rachel Hollis under it directly as if it is her own full-ass quote, when it is very clearly not her quote, was not her quote. And the only reason people on social media find this is because they recognize the other quotes because they're famous other quotes. Oh, but wait, there's more. (laughs) Rachel Hollis in the Rise XLA event put out a Instagram graphic saying success is choosing between what you want now and what you want most, which is an Augusta F Contra quote saying discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Um, Right. So change the word discipline to success. It doesn't make it your own quote, Rachel. Another one with Rachel's signature under it. A goal is a dream with its work boots on Rachel Hollis. Right. But you can clearly see in this lawsuit that that's a 2017 quote from Joanna Williamson, <laughs> which are words and stories um, on a blog and in other works. There is also a famous Mark Twain quote, comparison is the death of joy. And that's, you know, now a Rachel Hollis quote. It begins to feel like the book Wild, where she signs the trail books. And if you haven't read the book Wild, it's fantastic. Um, Reese Witherspoon also starred in and produced the movie Wild through her production company. I digress, but she signs the trail books like on each part of the Pacific Crest Trail that she's hiking with a famous quote. And she quotes it with like the author and then her name. So if she was doing this Mark Twain quote, comparison is the death of joy, she would have signed it Mark Twain and, you know, Susan Strayed, Cheryl Strayed. <laughs> Susan stuck in my head, Cheryl Strayed. So she attributed the author and then put that she's the one writing it into the book, which is cheeky and fun. But I think there's ways to say this quote speaks to me versus I'm Mark Twain, motherfucker. Like there's, there's, there's a way to do this. Oh yeah. It's called attribution. And though attribution is not always the way in social media, you can't just be like, I gave attribution. I can totally use it. But when it comes to quotes like this, attribution is the appropriate way. If you are sharing the idea or sharing the quote, if you're putting it on a t-shirt and selling it, it's something totally different. And that's a whole nother ranty conversation. When all of you get up on the Etsy and start selling quote shirts, some of those quotes you can use, some of them you can't, but that is a much longer conversation about copyright. And today we're talking about trademark, kind of, we're talking about tea. Well, we're really just talking about Rachel Hollis. in the context of lawyer things. Anyway, there is another quote from Girl Stop Apologizing, ambition's not a dirty word, but this is an entire series of teachings by a PhD 
Deborah Condren. <laughs> she has like a book on it and she has um, a series on it. All of this is in, all of this is in the lawsuit. She stole a quote from Robin Sharma, who's a fairly well-known individual and motivational speaker and, you know, self-help individual, author. I don't even know. Like, it's it's the point where it's like, but it's Robin Sharma. You don't really need to define it. It's Robin anyway. He has a quote that he uses quite a lot, but the original quotes from 2014, it seems, where he says, don't live the same year 75 times and call it a life. Well, Rachel Hollis shared, every year you close a new chapter in your story, please don't write the same one 75 times and call it a life. That's not your quote, Rachel Hollis. Just because you morph someone else's quote doesn't mean it's yours. (sighs) There's another one that just is exactly, exactly the same. And it is Don't Compare Your Beginning to Someone Else's Middle by John Akuff. I probably pronounced Akuff wrong, but this is a very common share on social media. But she just took that as her own. (laughs) And the thing that shocks me with Rachel Hollis is we have seen that she continues to do this and continues to not give any fucks about other people's intellectual property. And it makes you wonder what's going to happen when it's her, like what's going to happen when people are ripping off her stuff. And I don't know if anybody would want to, because I think Rachel Hollis has damaged her reputation with this kind of stuff. But what happens when it's her intellectual property? Is she also going to be filing lawsuits saying, you can't use my stuff? Because I imagine her attorneys will tell her that she has to. Part of having a trademark is that you have to protect it. The woman behind Mana for Life and, and this company is doing what they have to do to protect their trademark. They sent a cease and desist. They said, you can't use Made for More. I mean, Rachel Hollis was selling clothing on... <laughs> on Home Shopping Network, QVC, (laughs) why was that so hard, was selling Made for More apparel on QVC. She has been using Made for More since the movie came out across different lines of things. So it will be very, very interesting to see how this lawsuit shakes out. I imagine at some point they will give this woman money to settle this lawsuit and go from there. I don't think she's going to give up rights for Rachel Hollis to use Made for More, but it also seems that in the last at least six months, they've really moved into the Rise language. And I imagine at some point, what Rise is now was supposed to be Made for More, and they knew that they had to move away from it because their trademark application got suspended right after they filed it because this prior claim was superior to theirs. And and because I am a nerd and I pulled up all of the stuff on the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the trademark for Made for More for the Hollis Company got denied October 24th, 2020, because now it's gotten to the point where the other trademark has been registered. Trademarks take a while. This is why the other trademark got registered 
And because the other trademarks now registered, the trademark office is able to go back and say, okay, is there likely to be confusion between these two brands? Because that is the point of the trademark is so that when you see something that looks like a Coca-Cola can and says Coca-Cola on it, that what's inside it is actually Coca-Cola. So you're not confused that like Coca-Cola <laughs> in a red can with white swoopy letters is something else. It's to prevent confusion between different brands. If you're buying a Big Mac, you're going to think it's from McDonald's. You know, it's 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 part of their I don't know if Big Mac's trademarked. I imagine Big Mac's trademarked. <laughs> Emily, don't pull examples out of your brain that you haven't checked. I'm going to guess that Big, Big, Big Mac is probably trademarked. It, the point being, we don't want to confuse people by having similar goods offered by different companies under the same name. And that's what's going to happen here is this likelihood of confusion in the self-help space when you have two people using made for more. So the trademark office just, just denied the Hollis company trademark claim for made for more due to likelihood of confusion. And it will be very interesting to see if Hollis Co. goes back in to try to get the trademarks for just that apparel and jewelry category because it doesn't seem that there's another application filed by Mana for Life in those categories, or if that will still be too confusing because it's in those same self-help categories, in that same self-help space, rather. So what I think is that as this was all going down, Hollis Co. moved towards the Rise brand because it was a clearer space for them to have rise in all the different categories. And now they've got the rise app. They've got like, they're starting to do the rise lives with different titles and different types. And when Hollis Co. was breaking out into its sister brands after the divorce was announced, and yes, after the divorce was announced, Hollis Co. sent out an email, essentially segmenting their email list saying, hey, are you interested in following Rachel Hollis, Rise, or um, the journal thing. That's not what it's called. <laughs> it's not called the journal thing. Oh gosh. Um, start today. So where do you want to, do you want to follow Rise, Start Today, or Rachel Hollis? So they're moving away from the Hollis company as the umbrella brand, which makes sense on the cusp of a divorce where Dave is the one whose last name was originally Hollis. Though I imagine Rachel Hollis will probably keep her last name Hollis as well. So I think that made for more space. Rise kind of took over that space. And now we're seeing the Rise app and all the other Rise things. So it makes sense that they would try to come to a settlement on this <laughs> before this goes to a trial and then they owe attorney fees and all the other stuff. What I appreciate is that they laid out the history of just blatant stealing of intellectual property, because at least it feels like someone else has noticed, right? It's like someone else has noticed and someone else is putting it out into the universe in court saying, hey, there is a history of blatant disregard for other people's intellectual property. And that's why this is willful. And that's why we are entitled to 
attorney's fees and settlements and all of the things. So that is the tea on that. It's very interesting to me that the lawsuit was filed. And then like a month later, the trademark office is like, oh, and by the way, we're denying the trademark. I will be fascinated to see what happens with this. But if it settles out of court, we might not ever really know what happens with it, which is part of the problem. Well, I guess it's not part of the problem. It's it's one of the things that kills me with the private settlements that then have NDAs attached to them is then my curiosity doesn't get satisfied because I want to know and we might not ever know what happens. In this lawsuit right now, the Hollis Co. has filed for an extension of time to answer. Like that's all that's happened. And this these kinds of suits can take a pretty long time to work their way through the court process. And if it settles, we might never really know what the resolution is. But I think if I'm Hollis Company's lawyers, at this point, I'm saying, look, you're using the Rise brand. You're not using Made for More anymore. It's time to pay this woman for the time that you used it and try to reach a settlement and not splash all the tea in court because there is a history here. And the attorney did a really good job of laying that out. And it feels like some vindication for all of those of us watching alongside this on the internet. You can't just take other people's intellectual property. If you are a business owner and your intellectual property is getting taken, call it out and then call an attorney. The online space still feels a lot like the wild, wild west of this, but it is getting more regulated and it's going to continue to get more regulated. Trademark cases are going to continue to happen because the trademark space is getting more crowded and at the end of the day, there's only so many words and ideas. (laughs) So we're going to see more of this, but with everything that has been stolen and plagiarized and just the general ick of a lot of the stuff that Rachel Hollis does online, there's just some little nugget of vindication on this one. So yay for the smaller business owner here for standing up for their trademark as they need to and for taking it to court. They did they did the thing you would do. They sent a cease and desist. It was completely ignored. And they're like, you know what? We're, we're, we're just going to file a lawsuit then. We have tried to get you to stop. You refuse to stop. And it's interesting seeing that a lot of the current use is now under rise though. So I think it Hollis company might respond and say, yeah, we don't use made for more anymore, except in the movie. And we're not changing the movie title because you, you can't prevent us from using the movie title. But I also could see the company that's suing Hollis co saying, yeah, but you've made a bunch of money off of made for more. And that was my trademark while you were making that money off of it. So I'm entitled to be at least paid for what would have been maybe a licensing use of it. So, you know, pay your girl. And, and then we can, we can resolve it. It will be interesting to see what happens. If you love the legal tea, let me know. You can tell me in the Facebook group. If you are a member, if you're not getlegitlive.com. you can text me. If you're part of the text crew free for you, unless you still pay text messaging rates for text. Cause like regular text messaging rates apply and all that stuff, but you can text your girl. Yes, it's really me. Yes, I really enjoy texting you. I'd love to know what you think of this legal tea. Or you can always leave me a review 
for the podcast. It is so helpful to have reviews on Amazon. If you're listening there on Apple iTunes means the world to me. I love knowing what you think of the show and I love getting your feedback. And of course on YouTube, you can always do that in the comments below the video. Thank you so much for hanging with me today. I appreciate you and I will talk to you in the next one. You know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic and half of the episodes, I remember my sign off and half of the episodes, I'm too excited and I feel like I've talked so long and I don't. So now it's like an every other episode thing. So consider this one a special one and raise a glass or a coffee (laughs) or a pumpkin cream cold brew and say it with me, y'all. We're still in the middle of this thing, so may your Wi-Fi be strong, may your toilet paper be plentiful, may your family be well, and may the odds be ever in your favor, which is, of course, a quote from The Hunger Games, which sometimes it just feels like we're living through. So thank you, Suzanne Collins, for giving us such graphic imagery for which to live out our 2020. Look, guys, it's the end of October. We've got this. I'll talk to you next week. I'm sure there will be something is going to happen. And if you want all the late breaking top of the minute texting and the Facebook group are the place to find that. I will see you next week. Thanks for sticking around for today's episode. For episodes like this and conversations like this, come join us in the Facebook community. The Get Legit community is where we discuss the episodes, where I answer your questions, and we have an opportunity to take a deeper dive in a respectful, conversational environment. The Get Legit community is on Facebook. There's a link down below, or you can go to getlegitlive.com. I'll see you on the inside.